This episode of No Playbook is sponsored by LTT Productions. Like, comment, share, tell your friends, even tell your grandma. Get the word out about LTT and we can watch this thing grow together. This podcast is sponsored by Smith Media Consulting. For all your audio or video production or for media consulting, contact Smith Media Consulting at 618-294-3399. Again, contact Smith Media Consulting at 618-294-3399. Welcome into No Playbook, a podcast about everything sports. I'm your host, Drew Pouncing, and today I'm joined by Kyler Gammon and Eli Grimes. Fellas, how are we doing today? Doing great. Ready to dive into the latest sports news, so to speak. There's a lot that's been going on. We have a new NBA champion on the horizon, but... Fellas, I just want it to be the fall, okay? Just the football fan in me, I just, I, I can't, I can't bear it any longer. I love the summer just for it not being, you know, I love the summer because, yeah, I love the summer because it gives me like a lot more free time, so to speak, but man, fellas, I miss, I, I miss me some fall September football. I would have to agree. It's, it's been too long. Every year, man, every year. It, it always happens. We always year. get past the draft. And we're in this weird little limbo between the the NBA Finals being done and nothing going on, really. Other than baseball. Other than baseball. And it's like, okay, baseball is good, and, 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 and I enjoy baseball. But, man, I just there's just something about each week having game predictions and having keys to the game. Like, it just there's, – there's just nothing like it. I just – I need it in my veins. But I miss it. I miss it. So, Kyler, you touched on our first topic. We're going to go through the – Warriors being NBA champions, uh, our top teams in the NBA next year, Kyrie Irving possibly on the move. Um, again, this is – I've said this a couple of times where I wasn't really planning on talking a lot of NFL today, but literally so much has gone on since the last podcast, mm-hmm. basically in the past couple of days, to where we're going to uh, talk a little bit about uh, some NFL stuff, Sean Watson, Gronk, um, and a list from Dan Orlovsky. So let's go ahead and dive right in. So I want to start with the Golden State Warriors. They are your 2022 NBA champions. And boy, does it feel good to say that Steph Curry is your finals MVP for the first time in his career. What are your overall thoughts? Because I I didn't know what to expect coming into the series. Um, Game, what was it, six? Mm -hmm. Was a a blowout. Golden Mm -hmm. State just... I, I was At watching. First, oh yeah, I was watching the game. And it was like fourteen to two, and I almost turned it off. I said, "Oh my God, Boston's really about to run away with this." But then Golden State opened up a can of whoop ass and went twenty-one to nothing run from the first <laughs> to the midway through the second, and it was just over for Boston from there. Yeah, I I think looking at the whole championship, I guess the NBA Finals as a whole. Um, in years past, I always had, especially that that Kevin Durant year, I, I had an issue with the Warriors obviously being the champions because I'm like, this is this is like, this is like the most least deserving NBA champion team of all time. Um, but to me, and even even with like the first Warriors ring, like it still felt kind of good that we had like a new team, I guess, kind of emerge as as a champion. Um, and obviously, we had the 2016 Finals, which was just unbelievable. That yeah. was, I mean, I mean that's that's probably the best NBA Finals of all time. If uh, we're just being 100% honest with you. Agree. Um, so to me, 
I guess here my point here is, is that I don't I don't really mind the Warriors being the champion because knowing the fact of Steph Curry rightfully deserved his long-awaited Finals MVP, and this was really the true season and the true NBA Finals appearance that that we needed for Steph Curry's legacy, right? Like, obviously with with the champions before that, like for example in the 2015 Finals, Kyrie Irving goes down, Kevin Love, you know, so it's like. That happens, and then he wins one with Kevin Durant and, and and stuff like that. So I feel like I feel like this was like the real, true first ring that Steph Curry put the team on his back. He was the leader. He was the captain, and got and got him a ring. And to me, just just for that aspect alone, I've got I've got really no issues with it. Um, what what I'd like to see Boston get a ring, yeah, sure. But Jason Tatum's young. Excuse me, Jason Jalen Brown's young. So again, I'm just happy to see Curry get that Finals MVP and and re- and really take the step up. And and um, and and lead and lead his team to a championship. So yeah, I'm gonna piggyback off of that. It's I'm gonna I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> I used to hate Steph Curry with a burning passion. I thought he was the most cockiest, most arrogant player in the NBA. Rightfully so. Yeah, and Rightfully so. he d- he deserves it because he can back it up. This I agree. This was the first year that it kind of seemed like he had that more humble approach. I'm going to lead this team and I'm going to win this championship. Mm -hmm. And it felt exactly like that. The only problem I have with this Warriors team now, (laughs) I think I know where you're going. I know where he's going with this is Draymond green. (laughs) Yeah, that's true, man. You average what? Like six points this entire finals per game. Sure. You're a defensive asset. I'll give you that. Shut your mouth, dude. (laughs) (laughs) Not going to the parade championship, which you took going, took the mic, spouting off all this nonsense just you want a championship man I, I i don't know what to say about it listen i i understand where you're coming from because draymond green is like polarizing mm-hmm. but usually he's his stats usually don't you know show it justice but his stats this time did show it justice yeah. he played absolutely terrible this entire play in the finals and he, he'll be the first one to admit that he he admitted it he uh obviously has his own podcast and through his you know the game recapped he Lulu says, I played like dog shit tonight, and he said it pretty much for the first five games. Game six was pretty okay. He had a pretty decent game, but um, I think his impact goes far beyond the scoring. But I understand, like, you know, he did have a really bad series, and without Steph Curry, that team is probably a 30-win team. So See, and one more person, too, that, that I don't think is getting talked about enough that really didn't play all that great. I think he had maybe had, like, one or maybe two great games this series or the, or this, or the same Bay Finals was Clay Thompson. I feel, yes. like, I, 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 I feel like I feel like a lot of times, um, and obviously, you know, Clay's battling two, <laughs> two back-to-back injuries, so, you know, I'll, I'll give the benefit of the doubt here. But to me, it felt like there was, there was, like, a little bit of a stretch between game four to game six where – he was just he was just non-existent on the court. Like I was watching it, and he would I mean he would take some good shots. He just miss them. And again, you know, with you know with his best tendency being a shooting, I mean that's going to happen. But I don't know. To me, I kind of want to see Clay Thompson kind of have that that big game that we that we've seen him have before. Uh, but but to your point, Eli Draymond Green's just he was so bad this series. He was he was so bad, and he was he was very vocal about it. Just I I don't know. I he he basically was like. You, you know that person that does nothing in the project, but they still get the credit for it. <laughs> that was Little Draymond Green. Put an A plus on that, that that poster board there. Yeah, he he got a ring. He did. Listen, I'm gonna be the first to defend Clay Thompson too. Like mm-hmm. I, I know I'm seeing like a Warriors fanboy, but 
Um, again, we did mention Clay has come back from two very serious injuries, mm-hmm. and he Clay literally Thompson. he still he still has not had a full time to sure. come back, train, get his body right. I mean, yeah, I mean it's different than you know. I mean, we can go play a game right now, you know, just us three. But whenever it gets like an actual game, the tempo and stuff, it, it's gonna push, you know. So um, I, I was really kind of hoping that the Warriors would. You know, not really be here just specifically for the fact that I want to see Clay Thompson healthy again, and I think that we could see middle of next year before we we see that again. So, kind of ending with Clay Thompson, we're going to talk about his running mate, Steph Curry. Where does this cement him in all-time history? Well, he's the best point guard of all time, in my my can opinion. We, can we comfortably, confidently say that? Looking at you, Eli. See, everybody will – the instant argument is going to go to Magic Johnson. Correct. Right. That's that's. – we'll just get it out there. Get it out in the room. The elephant in the room. Listen, before, I don't mean to cut no. you off, no, but good. one and two have to be Magic Johnson, Steph Curry. However yes. you yeah, put them, yeah. one and two, Magic and Steph. Sorry, go ahead. Right. No, you're good. And then, you know, when you start comparing people, the next thing is the eras that you play in. Right. Steph Curry has changed the game entirely. You know what I mean? Completely. Completely. The game 10 years ago versus now, even, even five different. years ago, you know what I mean? It's completely I mean, because really the only lethal shooters that you had back at that time, like Reggie Miller mm-hmm. and Ray Allen, but those guys could not ball handle and dribble like what Curry can. And Ray wasn't even considered a shooter yeah. whenever back yeah. in his day, you know, because, I mean, there's early a clip of him going in a dunk contest. You know, I mean, he didn't win, but I mean, still, whenever I think of Ray Allen, I think of Bosch gets the rebound back out to Allen, yep. his three pointer. You know, like mm-hmm. I think of Boston and his shooting and his defense. You know, that's what really drives me. Jesus Shuttleworth to Ray Allen. Um, but I think, I don't know. I think Johnson's size is what gave him an mm-hmm. edge because if you make him 6'3, you know, I mean, he's just a normal guy. I mean, yeah, he's. You know, I think he, that takes away, obviously, a big part of his game is being so versatile and being 6'10 and be able to move like that. I mean, yeah, I'm sure he was great and he still won all those championships. I mean, I think he had three or four. I don't think him and I think him and Curry are tired or Curry has more than him. But I'm not I mean, entirely sure. I know that he won the one with Kareem, but that's about... And then he beat Bird, I thought, one year. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm sure that him and Bird had went at it, like, probably oh, yeah. seven years. Yep. Um, but there was a st- I was gonna, something I was going to say, but I can't remember what it was. It was a stat or something like that. But either way, I think. So I have, um, I have Magic Johnson's stats pulled up, and his. So he played from 1979 to 1995, right? Right, with that little break in the HIV thing. <clears throat> right, right. His highest points per game throughout that whole entire span was 1986, where he played 80 games. And he had 23.9 on 52.2% field goal shooting. But then again, you're looking back at the area argument yeah. where Magic Johnson was, what, 6'10", 6'9", 6'8", something like that. But I also don't so, look at Magic as a, as a scorer, though. I look at him as more of a and that's yeah. And that's the biggest difference here is, is is when you're talking about scoring. Obviously, Magic, like, assist-wise, I mean, the dude averaged. Like what, like the dude, yeah, the, like for his career? Dude averaged from 1982 to 1990. Over ten assists a game, so yeah. like, so like point guard wise and and dishing the ball out, yes, he was he was truly that. 
and getting rebounds because he was taller and stuff like that. But as far as scoring, that's the main difference here because Magic was his game was. You never saw Magic Johnson really shoot a three pointer, mm-hmm. but Steph Curry literally changed the game with that. So, to me, just with 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 me watching him growing up and just I don't know. To me, you already have to have a game plan specifically for Stephen Curry and what he can do. And you really have to guard him either at half court or past that. So you can pull up from literally anywhere. Yes. Yeah, so to me, with with all that considered, and I know it's so tough to compare eras, which is why the Jordan LeBron debate is mm-hmm. just almost you can't really debate. I mean, you can, but you you'll never find a clear cut answer. But to me, with, with with the Finals MVP and the rings and and the success, he's he's my best all time. But now, actual all time, all time, I mean, he's. Do you, do you put him in top five? You know, I don't. I don't. I don't, I don't either. I don't I, either. I don't. But I still think that my top five all time. You know, personally goes LeBron, Jordan. I, I'm gonna throw Kobe in there. I, I think Kobe is. I always said that 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 I think Jordan, but number one. But I mean, I I, I would say it was Jordan, LeBron, Kobe. Yep. Like to yeah. me, like that's one, two, three. So, and then you could have a number of different people. I personally. Would probably have Shaq or mm-hmm. Kareem, you know, one of the centers in there that really, you know, changed the game. Um, Tim Duncan, maybe. That's, see, I was yeah, about Duncan's to say that. Duncan's in there too. Yeah. I think he does not get enough credit. For That's him. true. Yeah, I mean, he's five and one. He made no, he's five and one, right? Because he lost to the Heat. Yes. He he's five and one in championships. I don't know if he won a defensive player of the year, but I know he won an MVP, Finals MVP. I mean, he was on. He's coached by the greatest I coach think of Bird's all time. Bird's up there too, right? I mean, but Bird over Magic Steph. over Steph. Do you think Bird over Steph? And this could I never possibly, said that. I just said possibly you know, just us being young. You and know? also too, I'm just I'm just throwing out names here. You know, I'm just I'm just spitballing. But right. I mean, he's for sure. To me, Curry would be in my top seven. Personally, I mean, as far as just dominance and changing the game with dominance, <laughs> because again, we've seen many players throughout the NBA play their level of dominance. Like, for example, you're not going to see Shaq shooting a three pointer, no. but down low in the post, he'll bully you. Yeah. You're, you're not going to see Steph Curry driving and doing 360 dunks, but lights out from the perimeter. One so, guy that I could see coming making his appearance in there, and I, I honestly could see him, I honestly probably have him in my top 20, would be Giannis. I love Giannis. Dude. I could see Giannis, Giannis making a very strong. I mean, what else does he have to prove? Now he's just going for more championships. Mm-hmm. I've seen he people... has a championship, a Finals MVP, a Defensive Player of the Year, two MVPs, rookie. No, not a rookie of the year. Most improved player. Like he came in looking like a kid, mm-hmm. like le- legit, like string bean, yep. you know. And he is now one of the most dominant players in all of basketball. I think whenever it's all said and done, he he'll be in top five. I, he is already. A top three power forward of all time. You I think so? I got See, Duncan, Garnett, Onodakumpo, and Dirk. That's ooh, over Dirk. Mm-hmm. See, I, I like I like guys that play defense, and not to not to hit on Dirk because I, I love Dirk, mm-hmm. you know. But I think that just defensive wise, you know, you got to have that two way compatibility, you know. Yep. For you know it, and I guess we're like I'm being I feel like I'm being hypocritical because my whole life. I've been like, you know, a true point guard is a facilitator, and here I am saying that Magic Johnson's assist numbers don't matter. But I mean, it's just kind of like Steph's the first ever unanimous MVP. You know, back to back MVPs, one of them unanimous, four championships, one Finals MVP. You can make the argument for two. You know, I mean, he carried this whole team last year, and then this year he carried it until he got. I think he missed a couple weeks. You know, this is easily the worst roster that he's ever had. 
Well, uh, win a championship. Win a championship. Yeah. Win a championship. Because those early Warriors teams were pretty bad. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, I, I don't know. I just... I've even seen people say that Giannis, if 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 he has all the success in the world, could be better than LeBron when it's all said and done. I, I now, wouldn't put it past him. Listen, if, if Giannis... Dude. Yeah, now, and this is a huge if. I mean, LeBron is on a high pedestal. Right. But as far as dominance goes, and I don't just even two know way, how much longer Giannis is going to play. It, it depends That's on how healthy thing, he is. Because he's he's had he's not not. I gotta find wood. He's not had any health problems this far. You know, not a lot. But no, but he he gives a hundred ten percent on mm-hmm. offense, defense. He drives to the lane. He goes for these dunks. I mean. He's taking a toll on his body, and you know he's already put on so much muscle. I, I love Giannis, and I, I could definitely see him doing that just because he's so dominant defensively. I mean, the one thing that's always going to come back and bite him is his jump shot. But I mean, it's it's to the point to where you may not have to guard him out there, but he's gonna uh, he's uh, he's confident in his shot to where he's going to attempt two or three a game, and if he hits it, then you're like, oh shit, now we got to go guard Giannis on the perimeter. To where you get a pump fake up in the air, he's driving by you, kicking mm-hmm. it out, dunking. I mean, Giannis, sure. dude, is just phenomenal. He he's like a young LeBron. If there were a guy to surpass LeBron, Giannis would be the one I yeah. want to do it. He's mm-hmm. and he's just such a likable guy. He so is. humble. He is. So down to earth. Giannis is phenomenal, and I, I love Giannis. So again, we're not we're not we're not mentioning the Celtics uh, enough. <laughs> uh, I think. Listen, yeah. where where I'm just gonna address the elephant in the room here. Listen, Jason Tatum, and I'm talking to you, buddy. You're you are supposed to be the superstar of the Celtics team, and literally the past, I, at least from game four to game six, that dude was nowhere to be left on the court at all. He was too like, busy, he was too busy texting Kobe. <laughs> now that was, now that was cringe. That, that was, was very so cringe. cringe. That was terrible. I'm, I'm with. I, I, think it was, I saw one I, that. Well, I saw one that said, "I got you today." You know, like he said, <laughs> and, somebody, and, and somebody made it Photoshop and said, "Kobe responding saying clearly not," <laughs> <laughs> or lose my number. Yeah. <laughs> so I just I don't know. Like like like, and I hope Tatum learns from that because you cannot win like two. Just like what Kobe said, job's not finished. You you cannot win mm-hmm. two games or so in the finals and start off really hot and then say, "Oh yeah, I'm gonna you know I'm gonna you know I'm gonna put me and Kobe in my profile picture and, and I'm gonna and I'm gonna text you know I, I'm gonna text to him his his number yeah. and I'm like you just can't do that. Now obviously, if he would have won the championship, that's sick. Like mm-hmm. cool, kudos. But bro, you were after that text. You were non-existent, man. And I just he, he just had us. He's not consistent enough yet. Exactly. Not yet. Um, he's young. He is. He's, he's young. Tw- he's twenty-four, and he he can score from anywhere, and he has great defense. Jason Tatum is another guy, kind of like Giannis, to where he's got all the tools. He plays good defense. He can score from anywhere. He's he's got a better jump shot. You take you give you take away Giannis's dominance in the post and change it to a jump shot. That's Jason Tatum, literally reincarnated right there. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, not necessarily good as good defensively, but I mean, it's just you know, kind of like that same build, and he's just not consistent enough yet. I'm sure you know he's going to come out next year. He's going to average probably like 25 points a game. I, I have full confidence in Jason Tatum. I mean, you dunk on LeBron your rookie your rookie year. You know, he's gotten media attention. You know, since the Celtics drafted him, because nobody knew who this kid was. I mean, we obviously knew who he was, but 
they we didn't really project him to go that high. And Boston had the first pick from that Nets team, and then they traded it to the Sixers to get Markel Fultz, and they stayed at three and still got Jason Tatum. He that came out his rookie heart. year and balled out, and then he's just got nothing but better. So I'm not saying that he's done growing, but just the offensive consistency. Like whenever I was betting on the games, I looked at Jason Tatum's stats, and I'm like. He had 10 last game. Okay, let's take the over on 25 and a half. Oh, he had 30. I'm t- I'm not going to touch it, you know, because yep. he's just so wishy-washy. And that's not to discredit Andrew Wiggins, who had the fin- his best series. Listen, dude, if they would have given Andrew Wiggins that MVP. <laughs> would have Which, I mean, no lie. Like, if you look at the stats, like, Listen, he's kind of making a case for it. I mean... I could see it, but Steph Curry was so good. I know he was. If Steph Curry just, averages like know. 25 points, and I think Wiggins has it just because of the overall, because Wiggins averaged like 18, 7, and 7 or some stupid mm-hmm. shit like that. But where, where do the Warriors go from here? They're projected to have the lowest cap space in the league. Jordan Poole, I don't know if he's going to get paid yet because he's, he's a 2019 draft pick, and he was a first-rounder. Um, so I think those are usually like four to five year deals, but you've got Steph on a huge max, Clay on a max, Draymond's on a max. You know, those are three players. Wiggins is also on a max, and I don't see in a world where you're paying Wiggins what he's getting paid now. He's making like 36 yeah. M's right now. Mm-hmm. I could see Wiggins. I mean, he can go and chase you know 45 million because I guarantee you some team will give it to him some way somehow. But I mean, I don't see him, you know, going out and. I don't know. I, I don't wish. I don't think he should leave the Warriors because I think right now, if loyalty was not a thing, right, and I think the Warriors have shown that they're going to stay true to their top three guys, mm-hmm. the, you know, the Clays and the Draymonds mm-hmm. and the Stephs. I think if that wasn't a thing, I think they trade Clay Thompson and they move Wiggs. Clay Thompson's like in his in his like early thirties. Yeah. So and I mean, Wiggins. I mean, Wiggins is like 25, 26. He does. He's slowly becoming a great two way player. He's not the shooter Clay is, but he's more athletic but clay in his prime was also athletic i think wiggins is just has bunnies in his shoes one thing one thing that i think of too as far as the warriors next year is what's james wiseman going to look like because he didn't correct me if I'm wrong but he didn't play a single minute mm-hmm. right th- this whole season so what's that going to look like um you know can he can he can he step in pair him with kevon looney or kevin looney um and and and, and really do some damage down low in the post but to me <laughs> we ask this question, it feels like, every year. Um, and, and for a little bit there, I mean, they, you know, they kind of fell out the wagon. Steph wasn't staying healthy and stuff, but and Clay, and Clay was obviously injured. But uh, to me, if everybody's healthy next year, I, I, I don't see a reason why that they don't make it to the conference finals again. You know, I just – I don't. And, and, and that's barring something crazy happening like Curry – horrific injury whatever Not retiring yeah I'm, but... ret- I'm afraid of that because <laughs> jump shooters literally could play like i was telling my dad this because my dad's a huge celtics fan and he listens to the show shout out to my dad i love you to death um but he's he's texting me he's talking shit is what he's doing okay because <laughs> again he's a celtics fan and they're up 2-1 and he's like they're up 2-1 you know i have the messages to prove it um get the receipts but, get the receipts uh, i told my dad i'm like I don't know how long, much longer Steph's going to play. Like, what else is, you know, it's one of those things to where you've already made $700 million, you know, while you're in the NBA, you've got nothing else to accomplish. I mean, Steve Kerr's recruiting him to go play for the Olympics because the only thing, the only goddamn thing that Steph is missing is a gold medal. That is it. I don't know if he won Rookie of the Year, but that's not important. I mean, most improved player, I don't think he won, but again. MVPs, finals MVP, war or championships, you know, uh, all-star game MVP, you know, just the, the things that he's got, he's going to, I mean, 
I swear, the Warriors are going to retire his jersey. People are going to be like, I want to wear 30 on the Warriors. They're going to be like, nah. they're going to be like, okay, we're not going to draft you. You yeah. know, like, I mean, you just have, it's just one of those things like the Cardinals with Pujols. No one wore number five again no. after the Cardinals let go, I mean, Pujols, you know, left. Um, again, it's just one of those things where they know they're, he's going to retire his jersey, you know. And One thing, I mean, along the same analogy that, that I thought of too is um, for the Eagles, like, nobody wore it. Um, nobody wore, yeah, no, no, nobody wore 25 until LaShawn McCoy retired, you know, because mm-hmm. he was that great. No, nobody wore number five for Donovan McNabb whenever he got traded to Washington. Like, it's just that level of respect that you have for for, 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 the, for your organization, mm-hmm. um, which, is, which, which is one thing I love about sports is, like, yes, now obviously the, the LaShawn McCoy deal was stupid, but it's it's just the level of respect that the, that the organization has. Like, okay, like, we know at the end of the day, your jersey is going to retire point blank period for us. Um, so no, so nobody else is going to wear it. For example, um, like it was, yeah. So again, I, I saw that to say it's just really cool when organizations do that, and it's unanimously agreed. Like Curry, Gr- Draymond, and, and Clay's number will be retired, and like, Durant's, and Iguodala's. Do you think you think Durant's will be? I too? know Durant's will be. Really? I I don't think there's a reason that they don't. <sighs> He's the, I hate that though, man. I hate. He it. was the best player on the on the on the best team, you know, for three. Oh, years. Yeah, I mean, I would be too if two you know. rings and two championships, two art obviously two finals MVPs. But listen, that's a whole other conversation. What what, what could have been that man? What could have been that Thunder team, dude? What could have been? What, um, the biggest what if, or that or D Rose? But again, that that we're leaving that where it is. Um, but. <laughs> The last time that they played together, that three Thunder team, before we move on to our next topic, was yesterday, June twenty or maybe it was June twentieth, something crazy. like that. Because they just Man. lost to the Heat, and after LeBron mm-hmm. won his first, and then they didn't sign Harden, they signed Ibaka. But again, we're gonna leave that where it is. Disgusting. Sticking with NBA, we are gonna talk about our top teams for next year. I know, uh, I have a list. Um, Ready. I think Eli does too. Kyler said he was just going to kind of bounce off the wall. Well, I've got one in the East, and then I got one in the West. If you say the Sixers, I'm going to come across this table and smack you. <laughs> okay. Well, you just you, you just said my he guess. said be ready. He said be ready. <laughs> I'm I'm fully prepared for it. Okay. Um. So in I'm the fully e- prepared for it. In the East, Eli, do you have your list ready? I don't no. really have like a like a one through five. I just kind of have some teams that, okay, are, okay, that okay. I think will be somewhat. Um, I'm cool with that. Decent. I'm cool with that. So out East, um, I have I have a full one through ten. Like this is where I think they're gonna be seated. Bucks one, Heat two, Celtics three, Cavs four, uh, Sixers five, okay. Bulls six, Raptors seven, Nets eight, Hornets nine, and Hawks Nets ten. Nets eight, man. And you were trying to hype up Ben Simmons, man. You have the Nets at eight. Uh, I don't know if he's gonna play next year. Yeah, there's too much up in the yeah. air for that team. Listen, you I'm still, still buying. Buy... I'm still buying all Ben Simmons socks. I'm you still go buying ahead. All ben <laughs> yeah, socks. I will give it all to you. But <laughs> go listen, ahead. Listen, we're gonna talk about this, or you know, later. But Kyrie Irving possibly moving on. That's mm-hmm. true. What do they get for him? Because if it's a signing trade, listen, okay. Whenever this news came out, I literally went on to a website that gave me salaries, and I drew up a po- couple possible trades um, for the teams. So you've got the Knicks. Kyrie's salary right around thirty-seven million. So the Knicks, to make the money match, would give up Evan Fournier, 
Mm. I wrote down <laughs> Derrick Rose. Derrick Rose. Derrick Rose. That's it. Derrick Rose. Mm. Derrick Rose and Obi Toppin. That would be three, and then I'm sure Obi numerous amount one. of picks. Well, I think the I think they're giving up on Obi Toppin. Yeah, I, I mean, that, I I'm think... just saying, like, as like out of so those the, players, out of this, you would have Ben at the one. You'd probably have Joe Harris coming back at the two. Um, you could run KD at the three. Um, I'm gonna put him at the four. Yeah, or you could run. You know, I mean, either KD's way. versatile. I mean, you could put him at the point if you really wanted to. And then for the, I mean, the Lakers have been kind of in this as well. Uh, they would. I would rather do. Would you rather have Kyrie or AD? We're, we'll get back to this, but I wanted to touch on this Kyrie Irving topic. That's a good question. Kyrie good or question. Anthony Davis? Right now? Anthony right now. Davis when healthy. I'm taking Kyrie. I'm taking Kyrie. I'm, just, just, only, I, understand, I understand where Eli's coming from. Yeah. If healthy, I think I would take AD too yeah. just because of the defensive side. But I'm talking about consistency. Right yes, now, I'm taking Kyrie yeah. Irving. I would. Just for consistency purposes, I feel because like whenever Kyrie played and in, in the limited time that he did play for Brooklyn, he averaged like twenty nine points. He he was kid. not bad. Like he it was Kyrie Irving. So it's to me it just. It, but straight up, like Kyrie Irving for Anthony Davis, the money matches. To me, it, it's always and I know AD has a ring and I get that, but to me, and I guess if you want to count that bubble year two, go ahead. But it it just seems like to me ever since AD, how are you not gonna count the bubble? Wait, what? You're not, what? You're not no, gonna count the no, bubble? no. I hate that shit that people say that. How are oh, you okay. not gonna count it? I, was gonna say, I only said that. It's a just for what I'm about to say. Just I don't give a fuck <laughs> what it is. Just Every for, team was healthy, and the Lakers came out on just top. Just for what, just for what I'm about to say. Yep. I feel like with with Anthony Davis, and I've always had this mojo that ever since he left New Orleans, it, he was just he was never the same player. As far as I felt like he he I think he felt like he didn't have to carry an organization. That's true. And that's he very got true. lazy because there's that's a clip true. that's going viral right now. To where he just picked up a basketball like last week for the <laughs> yeah. first time since yeah. April fifth. I mean, like... Ben Simmons playing Call of Duty on Twitch, so I mean, yeah. but like this I'm new just era. Like... <laughs> Back in my day, but no, I think at the end of the day, just the gut feeling is telling me inside that Kyrie's going to go to the Lakers. Now I don't know, I I I, I just. That gut feeling inside of me is that he's going to go to the Lakers. He is for sure not going to the Knicks. If he goes to the Knicks, that will, I will be astonished because the Knicks always get screwed over. So I don't know if he's going to the Knicks for that reason. But to me, at the end of the day, I don't think that he's coming back to Brooklyn. I think that there's too much backlash from the whole COVID thing, and I think that they're just tired and sick of it. And number two, to me, if, if we could have a Kyrie and LeBron reunion again— Oh man, bring back the nostalgia. Bring back the nostalgia and I'm all here for it unless you're playing the Sixers. <laughs> I think I think that Kyrie to the Knicks is a lot more likely than what you think, especially if they do a sign and trade cuz he's he's got a player option and he can he has to accept or decline that player option. We're recording this on the 22nd by the 29th. Hmm. So he has a week to accept that player option. Now you got to think if he does a sign and trade or he signs and then they trade him the Knicks have those picks from the Porzingis deal that the Mavs gave up to get Porzingis. So not only do they have they still their picks from that, they have I, I think so. Not only do they have <laughs> their yeah, picks, they have the Mavericks picks. They have salary fillers. You know, and it's not but like it's... the it's not like the Nets are hurting for one. I mean, they are hurting for a lot of things, but they're hurting for bigs and somebody other than Kevin Durant. I think Ben Simmons comes back next year. 
I think if Kyrie Irving's not on this team, you get a good package for him. Or if you don't, that clears up $36 million. You trade Joe Harris or you get somewhat production out of him. He's making $20 million. You bring back Bruce Brown, Seth Curry, Andre Drummond. I think I that miss this, Andre Drummond on the Sixers. I, I think this team could really do something special. It just depends on... Like, with Kevin Durant being 34, you, you're you in win-now mode right now. You have Kevin Durant, you're winning right now. And he has been carrying and carrying and carrying this team since he got there. And I love KD to death. He is such a good player. He played, I mean, I don't know if he's as good as he was on the Warriors because I think he played hella good defense on the Warriors. He was getting defensive player of the year talks on the Warriors. He was that good defensively. I think that this team needs to address... You know, not necessarily a primary ball handler because, like I said, you're going to have Ben Simmons back. Seth Curry's a good shooter. You need to bring spacing for Ben Simmons, and then you need to get a lob threat. You put... Well, you ain't sticking Ben Simmons out on the perimeter. I'll tell you that right now. You got Simmons Simmons at the one. You either got Bruce Brown or Seth Curry at the two. I think with the defense, I think you can bring Brown off the bench. So you've got Simmons uh, Simmons at the one, Curry at the two. The rant at the three or the four, whoever else you have, maybe like we, you could you could put Durant at the four and then Joe Harris at the three, right? Yeah, you could, but do you that shoot? You know, I think you would rather have like this could be the team that I could see paying Wiggins. Pet plays good defense, yeah, hits a three ball occasionally, has good bounce. This, I don't know. Wiggins makes so much sense for this team. He makes sense for a it lot. It just of depends teams. on if he wants to leave, though. You know, why would he? He just wanted Why would he leave? Well, I know. That, that's, that's what, what I'm that's saying. What I, I know what you're saying. That's what I'm saying. Is like I don't know if he would because he's already made his rookie max extension. So what's the point of him trying to chase more money whenever he could have another ring or two? <laughs> Only time will tell. So um, going back, I know we kind of sidetracked, but this was one of the topics that I wanted to touch on. So we didn't sidetrack too much. Uh, to my top ten teams on the East and in the West. So, again, in the East, I have the Bucks, Heat, Celtics, Cavs, Sixers, Bulls, Raptors, Nets, Hornets, Hawks. Out West, I have the Clippers, the Warriors, the Grizzlies, the Nuggets, the Blazers, the Mavericks, the Pelicans, the T-Wolves, the Suns, and the Lakers. I don't, I don't know why. I had the Suns really low. I forgot about them. I'm not going to lie. I was <laughs> you had the Lakers really low. Um, I don't know what they're going to do. Um, the Blazers, they have a max spot. They they traded all these players to create a max spot, and they have it. They want to go sign a Zach Levine or a big name, but if they don't, they're going to fill out this roster with really good role players mm-hmm. for Dame Lillard. And they were a five seed with him and CJ. I think you get – Oh, Dame Lillard just being loyal as always. Yeah. I don't I think he'll ever win a champ. He, he won't ever win a championship in no. Portland, um, unfortunately, because Dame's a, a mm-hmm. phenomenal player. Um but the West is kind of more susceptible to change just because, again, I forgot the Suns until I'm like nine. I'm like, God damn, I did not put the Suns in here. But my East one, I, I really could see. But the West one, uh, Kawhi and PG are going to be back full time for the Clippers next year. Golden State was like three or four seed. Um, I think they're going to have a better year with the full year of Clay Thompson. Uh, the Grizzlies, you know, they were the two seed this year. The Nuggets are hopefully going to have Jamal Murray and Michael Th- or Michael Thomas, Michael Porter Jr. back. Again, the Blazers are going to have Dame Lillard back. And he was playing through an injury forever. Like, I listened to him on the Colin Cowherd podcast, and he was playing through an injury for like five years or some stupid stuff. And he literally was averaging like 35 points a game on it. So I think mm-hmm. that he's going to come back – you know, just as good, and then they're going to give him a, a supporting cast. And then the Mavs are just not good enough, I don't think, to 
over they jump. Need, they I mean, need you, to could, add, you could put them at the five spot and switch them, but I think the Blazers make the playoffs outright this year. They need to add for the Mavs, especially having Luka and Chris Tapps. You need to have, like, to me, if, well, Christian Wood, I, I, I think I think it's a good name, but I think, like. They don't have Chris Tapps anymore. It, oh, that is right. Yeah, you said Chris Tapps, so I was like. That what? is right. They that traded him right. to the, that is right. uh, I forgot. the Wizards. Yeah, that is right. I forgot. Um, But, yeah, I mean, they need to add. Um, just better role players. I yeah, think with, I, I think with Luca. It doesn't I like play. Wiggins here. I like Wiggins here if that does happen. Just because oh, of the fact that oh you have God, you have Luca and one. Wiggins. That's a good one. But is it going to happen? I don't Probably know. Probably not. Dude, Wiggins could low but key. I love Wiggins low key could come in and add like five wins to a team. Low key. I agree with that. Five wins to a team. Um, but yeah, so that's I don't know. I, I guess I guess my team for the West. I I, I just because I want to see him s- succeed so bad. Um, and honestly, after the chirp on Twitter of what you're seeing of like him and Draymond, I want John Morant and the Grizzlies to really take a big step mm-hmm. up. I, I I don't know. I just I love watching John Morant play. Dude is dude is electrifying. Um, and especially like, like I said, if if he can defeat the Warriors in a series in the playoffs, especially after they're chirping on Twitter, man, you might as well hop on Twitter after that after that elimination game because that'll be pure comedy gold. Um, and then Draymond's gonna revert back to the, I got four championships. Yeah, like, yeah, we sure. Beat you. Sure. So, but again, the, I guess I guess between if the Mavs ever roll add add somebody like that, watch out for the Mavs. If they don't. Then they, they give me the Grizzlies to kind of really take that to really take a big step up with John Jaron Jackson Jr. I just want to see um, the Warriors fail. <laughs> Literally, yes, <laughs> I do. Draymond Green fail. Yeah, I want him out of the league. But <laughs> I want to see this Mavs team get a lot better, just so we can see more of that Devin Booker and Luka Doncic. That's true. Oh my that, god, that's such a that good rivalry, one. Man. Luca owned Devin Booker. He does, by the way. dude. I love he that. He owned Devin Booker because there, whenever I think it was a like game four or something, whenever they went up, I, I think it was game five actually. They went up like three two or some mm-hmm. stupid shit. Uh, Devin Booker smacked the ball. Yeah, Lucas yeah, yeah the classic. And he clip. literally was just like, he just was like, okay. He I had that it. Kobe mentality. Dude, he literally came out, and had dropped like fucking fifty yes. on their heads, dude. I was watching, like, I, I started watching that game, and they, like, they, I mean, they. They jumped on him and just never looked back. Dude, I'm, like, so funny. I'm like, that's embarrassing. And it's so funny because they picked on Devin Booker so bad defensively. <laughs> they were switching Luka on to Booker, and then Luka would just have his way, dude. I mean, to, to play at home and have pick and, and pickets, have fans pay those tickets for Game 7, and you and came out like that. 50. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's embarrassing. Embarrassing, like dude, that's, they lost. That's by, pathetic, dude. I was remember, I was like watching this game. I'm like, this is gonna be a good game. But like the second <laughs> quarter, it's like it's like fifty-one to twenty. I'm like, oh shit! I turned that off. I said, hell no. I see, said, I, was, I will not. See, I was kind of like keeping up, like with with the Sixers around that time a little bit, and because um, <laughs> I knew the Sixers weren't playing that day, but I remember just like kind of looking at some scoring updates and some and stuff like that, and I saw that, and I'm like. <laughs> watching that game that's a <laughs> everybody tough when they up everybody <laughs> tough when they up oh man so i think we're ready to move on we talked a lot about the nba mm-hmm. um i think we're ready to move on to some of this nfl oh news. yeah baby but before we do let's hear a word from today's sponsor this episode of no playbook is sponsored by ltt productions like comment share tell your friends even tell your grandma 
get the word out about LTT, and we can watch this thing grow together. This podcast is sponsored by Smith Media Consulting. For all your audio or video production, or for media consulting, contact Smith Media Consulting at 618-294-3399. Again, contact Smith Media Consulting at 618-294-3399. And we're back here on the No Playbook Podcast. Again, I'm your host, Drew Pouncin, joined by Kyler Gammon and Eli Grimes. We talked a lot of NBA, um, so now we're going to take a dive into some NFL action. Again, the NFL offseason, I wasn't really expecting to talk a lot of it, but, I mean, here we are with four story, five stories. So the top story, we had mentioned it the last time, that Deshaun Watson paying his... That some random spall, $5,000. It's kind of sus. And now he's settled 20 of the 24 lawsuits that he had against them. Against him. Guilty, guilty, guilty. Yeah, I... That's... I Listen, I... The best way I can put this is just... It's sad. It's... It's sad because we'll never know, I guess, the actual... I guess, like, actual absolute truth of really what went on. But man, it's so tough because I really enjoyed watching Des- Deshaun Watson play on the football field. But man, like as far as just a respect factor for towards somebody, like to me, like you're still a scumbag for sure. Like you're still a scumbag. Like whether these are true or not, the fact that you've had to go through a a whole court case about it, and then B, you've had to pay twenty of the twenty, however, what twenty four, twenty five, yeah, 20, people, twenty four. Like you're scumbag, and that's that's all I'll say. Stupid fucking robots! <laughs> God damn it! We're back. You got no playbook. Had to answer a phone call and this just like, hello, we're trying to contact you about. And I'm like, God fucking damn it! <laughs> so that that's what that little sound that you heard was was the phone ringing here. Um, but yeah, we were talking about the Sean Watson, um, and him settling 20 of his 24 cases. I mean, it doesn't look like he may see any legal you know aspect out of this again the four ladies that didn't you know kind of accept his settlement Mm -hmm. obviously they're still fighting for something so there's four court cases that he still has to go to and the of course the money has been disclosed um he could literally offer a million dollars to each one of these people and not even sweat it. Like, 230 M's is a lot of money. Well, yeah, because the Browns paid him. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, I I don't know. I just, the whole situation just does not feel right to me. And, like, I, I'm i not, I'm trying to put this, because it's such, it's such a weird topic, and I'm trying to, like, put this in the best way I can. I just, my respect for somebody like that, like, it just, it just seems shady, and it just seems so, like, under the table and just so just to me like not right i guess um i I don't know i just i don't know i i i just like i said we'll never know if it's true i guess right but at the same time it's like kind of read the room here you know so i don't know i it is what it is i just don't know this is i can't remember how the big ben situation went he obviously settled some cases he didn't miss any time, right? He missed. He he originally got suspended six games, then it was reduced to four. Okay, so this is obviously on a much larger level. 
So I don't. It could be similar to something like that. We It'll obviously haven't heard any suspensions. I've heard that. Didn't we hear that it's they're wanting to do a year, like a full I've heard year that. of NFL mm. football? I've heard that. I mean, if he got six and reduced to four, like I think he should at least get ten. Yeah. You know, I mean, I mean, I'm again NFL. Again, if we're going off your standards, what your standards are about as as dumb as the about as dumb as the rest of the big leagues here. Because the whole guy could get a year suspended for gambling, but heaven forbid somebody, you know, goes and has domestic abuse, like, you know, five games, whatever. Yeah, God forbid FanDuel. God forbid <laughs> you get on the FanDuel app. Exactly. So, by the past standards, I'd say he should at least get ten games. Yeah, I'm cool. Just my opinion. I think that would make sense. My thing is, I don't want to go too long about the Browns, because who cares? But <laughs> exactly. <laughs> even with Deshaun Watson, how good of a team are you? You have Nick Chubb, Mark Amari Cooper. Cooper, David Njoku, who you just paid a fat contract yeah, to. I know. David Njoku. I had outside them. of that. The Eagles are so smart paying Dallas Goddard but before this season, by the way. Just kind of on a side note tidbit. I have Eagle I have the, the Browns with Deshaun Watson finishing as the two seed. Really? I think that they were really good with a hurt Baker Mayfield and adding Deshaun Watson behind a stacked offensive line, a great double running back. Yeah, wide receiver is absolutely fucking terrible, but, you know, in Cleveland you don't really need to throw the ball that much because I mean, the weather's not, terrible. I mean, it's not – I mean, Amari Cooper is not terrible. Well, he's he's a number one, and I don't really know if they have a, a number yeah, two. Yeah, a, a supporting cast. Um, Donovan Peoples-Jones. Yeah. Um, and then their defense is so good. Miles I mean, Miles Garrett is good. Um, their secondary is really good with Denzel Ward. I've heard uh, some John people say Johnson. he's overrated on a on a, on another note, but who Denzel Ward? But I, I, mean, I, I don't, don't care what you call him. He's, I don't he's a it. top ten quarterback out there, or cornerback. He's he's really solid. I mean, they just paid him another fat contract too. Mm-hmm. Um, so whether you you think he's overrated or not, he's a top ten fifteen yeah, corner in this sure. league. Um, now who's above him? That's a whole other discussion, but. I think with with a, a full, <laughs> what did you say? He said he said Darius Slay, and I said Salt coming. <laughs> he couldn't help himself. <laughs> um, but I think that with a healthy, not necessarily healthy, but Deshaun Watson being there full time, they won. You know, this is basically kind of like the same roster. I feel like Jarvis Landry and Amari Cooper are very similar in ways. I think, I honestly think Jarvis Landry has just a little bit more speed. But beyond the point, I think. You know they are they want a playoff game with Baker Mayfield, who I think is Baker Mayfield solid, but I think Deshaun Watson is a whole another step above Baker Mayfield. I like Deshaun Watson as a player. Obviously, this you know him being in this lawsuit um, is going to retain his legacy forever. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter if he goes on to win ten Super Bowls and seven MVPs. I, I mean, people still bring up Big in. Ben and all that. And that's so, like you 2006. Know? I mean, and this that, was only like wasn't only one girl. Or there was a couple, wasn't there? I, I, I if I remember, I think there were only like four. Like one or, I can't remember. Yeah, it was very minimal. But I mean, we, we, say, we that, say that, we say that but it's still like it's people, not like the biggest know? fucking deal in, in sports. Yeah, I mean, yeah. this is twenty people yes. yeah. we're talking about here. Twenty, mm-hmm. like imagine that, you know? So like twenty people in the same shoes. So again, I those digress. are only the people that will probably come forward because we heard like sixty some odd yeah. massage parlors that he's been to that yeah. he couldn't remember. Again, I digress, yeah. but the writing's on the wall, and to me, you, you kind of have to read the room a yep. little bit. So, Rob Gronkowski retired again, he, and then his his agent, um, Drew, 
Rosenhaus. Rosenhaus, yes. I, I didn't, I've never heard his name pronounced, <laughs> honestly. Uh, said, you know, that if Tom comes calling again, that he wouldn't be surprised if Gronk comes right back running to Tom. <sighs> then, then, and, I, and I don't understand, you know, well, why. I mean, we, we all saw it coming from a mile away. You know, like I mean, and the Bucks are without, a, you know, I think a top three tight end of all time, and he's he was really solid for them ever since he's came back. And I just think it's whenever Tom's done, that's when Gronk's really going to be like, okay, exactly. this is this is it. I exactly. think he just should have stayed. If he if he's having second thoughts, it's just like you know, why not just tell them, hey, I think I'm going to take a year off, you know, or, or if something like don't just come out and retire again. You know, because whenever you come back and you actually retire, it's not going to mean as much because we've been through this twice already, mm-hmm. and there's a uh, there's a big step you or uh, speculation that he's going to come back in like week seven. And whenever they're like, what probably four and three or five and two, it just wouldn't. It just wouldn't. It, like it, if the news comes back that he does come back, like I was more shocked about the news of him coming back in the the first time that that I would be the second time if, if that makes sense like I, I already have it in my head that he that at some point he's coming back like I just and I could be wrong I could be completely wrong but I to me you don't you don't have your agent say that if you're not thinking about coming back if that makes sense right because why would you even say in the first place if you didn't want to come back so those first six or seven games of the year for the Bucks are really going to determine what yeah what they do at mm-hmm. tight end Kind of like that mid-season mark, you can mm. see like like right before the trade deadline. I guarantee you, you'll see, you know, eighty-seven. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, I just to me, I just he's coming back. Like, and Tom, we relies, can say he's retired, but Tom relies so heavily on his tight ends. I mean, granted, he's had. I mean, say what you want about Aaron Hernandez. I mean, obviously, huh. a fucking terrible person, but he was, <laughs> he was he was a pretty solid player. Yeah, and then on top of you know Gronk being an all-time great tight end. um, you know, Tom's he relies on his tight ends very heavily, and, and who's their who's their best tight end now? Cameron Bright. Yeah, I think I think that sounds right. He's he's a solid. He's a solid starter, like, but he's not two right number yeah. two behind a, a, a decent one. Yes, but I, I mean, unless they make a trade for a tight end, I just I think that you're really not playing to Tom's strength if you don't have a big body tight end mm-hmm. to go out there and kind of just be you know that guy. Yeah. So. Speaking of Tom Brady, Bart Scott, a all former All Pro linebacker, came out and said that Peyton Manning is scarier to face than Tom Brady. False. How, how do we feel about this? False. I, like Tom Brady has seen. Tom Brady is the greatest quarterback to ever throw the football. Okay. Period. Point blank. And I will not hear any other person. Among the top, Listen, like Nathan Peterman's kind of okay. Well, okay, Chicago well, Chicago Bears legend. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess you got me there. <laughs> Mitch, uh, but no Bears, no Bears, no nah, Bears. Uh, I just like no, like I I understand it to a degree, but it's Tom freaking Brady here we're talking about. Like the dude has seen every single thing in the NFL. That's why it's so hard for you to prep against him because anything you throw his way, guess what? He has seen it. <laughs> so it's like, you know, I, I, I don't know. I, I heard this and I, I had the same reaction. I'm like, what? Like, what? What? How does this make sense? But then I got to thinking of just, you know, the whole aspect and the whole kind of thing around Peyton Manning is that he, he's a demon mm-hmm. at the line of scrimmage. You know, that he, he literally is just that guy at the line of scrimmage. Do you really see Tom go out there and make audibles like that? 
You don't that's, need to, though. That's what I'm saying. That's see, I'm not going to say Peyton Manning. You know what I mean? But I'm just saying that Peyton Manning. He does, like you said, he does those audibles. He reads the field, and I'm not saying Tom Brady doesn't either. But it's just he has that confidence, that swagger. He is a team leader. He yells. We've all seen that clip where he yells at his offensive line. Jeff Saturday. Yeah, exactly. For fucking up. So I don't think Tom Brady really has that factor as much as Peyton Manning did. But I'd still go with Tom Brady. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think Tom probably has what, – what do you think talent-wise? You think when, Tom's better What years did he play – who did you say I said that again? Bart Scott. Okay. I'm going to look up the years that he played in the NFL because I guarantee you – Okay. Listen, what about, what about, what about talent-wise? Like arm strength, arm size – I think you got to go Peyton on that. I, th- I think you got. I think you have to as well. Uh, I think accuracy. You could. You know, Tom obviously super accurate. Mm-hmm. Excuse me, but it's again, it's just the line of scrimmage stuff that really, you know, is just kind of like what's throwing everybody off here. Okay, so the guy, well, this Bart Scott guy, played from 2002 to, to 2012, and oh. he and he really didn't. He really did not play. He, he he did not start a game till 2005 with Baltimore. Okay, what, where did he spend most of his career? Baltimore, four he... years with the Jets. Okay, and I say all this to say you're talking at 05, 06, 07, 08, 09, around there. Like Tom Bur- or uh, Peyton Manning was like was incredible (laughs) you know what i mean whenever whenever he started playing good you know what i mean so and again and then he didn't play tom until the year after uh well actually well actually they played tom brady but he didn't really have to he didn't i don't think tom really got the respect that he deserved until 2010s so like like and that was my the randy moss year whenever he didn't have randy moss he just Mm -hmm. had julian edelman he still went out there with people's asses and I thought that that year afterwards, didn't Brady got hurt, and he, and he, and he was mm-hmm. out the whole year, correct? Yeah. So really, he didn't see Tom Brady until uh, until 2010, 2011, 2012. So to me, this seems like he this guy has seen more of Peyton Manning in his career That's than, fair. than actually of Tom Brady. Now, again, he did see Tom Brady, but Tom Brady was not at that level as what Peyton Manning was. And on then. top of their offense wasn't as – I don't think it was as – That's as, that's my as, point. As, gone, as far gone – not say I'm trying to think of the word like strategic, kind of like in depth, because they had Randy Moss, and when in doubt, you just throw that bad boy mm-hmm. up to Moss, and he's going to come down with it. Mm-hmm. I'm not obviously in all NFL offenses, you know, super. Obviously, I still cannot think of that word, but you know, it's it's simplistic. Yeah, I guess <laughs> I, there's a word I'm trying to think of, and I just can't. But it's just one of those things again, to where it's like Randy Moss was there, he just threw it up to Randy Moss. Didn't he have like I don't know, he had a fuck ton of touchdowns that year though but and then it just it comes back to peyton manning i think peyton manning has had like the the shittier career obviously like not winning the super bowls but i mean peyton manning got there in indianapolis with the second overall pick the team was god awful he was awful his rookie year huh he was awful he he still holds that record for the most interceptions Mm -hmm. thrown by a rookie Mm -hmm. um and then they slowly built him a team obviously tom you know kind of sat for a little bit, you know, Josh he had the complete opposite career. Yeah, of what, drafted in of the what sixth round, um, and it became a story that way. But I, you know, Peyton broke his neck, 
you know, the the Colts didn't want him anymore. The Broncos mm-hmm. got him, and he revived his career. And then the he, took a hard, out. he took a hard down. Like, that year that he retired was mm-hmm. just, he was kind of riding up and then just like a roller coaster. That year that he shot re- down. His, his last year that he retired was literally carried by that defense. And, and Brock Osweiler. Brock yeah. Osweiler. So, like, so, again, I say that to say, if you're looking at his career and career alone, which he said that top, he said that Peyton Manning is harder to face than Tom Brady. Okay, mm-hmm. so you're saying that in your career you thought that Peyton Manning was harder to face than Tom Brady. Makes sense because you played pretty well at prime Peyton Manning at yep. that time before you really played. I'm talking true prime Tom Brady. Mm-hmm. Like I'm talking like to me, Tom, prime Tom Brady was I guess that 08 season. He missed that. He missed that following year, and then he what played him. Like, I guess since he played the Jets, he faced them twice. That's yeah. you know, but at the, well, also but the same like, what time I'm saying that the is, Jets were good and they faced them in the playoffs a couple times. Yep, probably. But I saw that to say like the Jets beat Tom Brady in the playoffs, right? Like you're yeah. not like from 2011 on, like Tom Brady was Tom Brady like was unbelievable. Like the dude is aging like fine wine right now. The dude's like over 40 plus years old and is winning Super Bowls and at 40 years old like. Come on now. So, I digress. Yeah. That's my that, that that's my whole take on the deal. So I would say that prime Tom Brady, two thousand and nine. Again, we mentioned that um, two thousand eight he missed because of his ACL. Two thousand nine he came back. I have the stats to be a pro football reference. He came back through for forty three hundred forty five hundred yard forty forty four hundred yards. He threw for four thousand three hundred and ninety eight yards. So. And then in 2010, he threw for 3,900. And in 2011, I think this is where he, he we kind of like right. were like, oh shit, this is like the goat. Like Tom Brady's really entering these these talks because yeah, he won, you know. And by this point, I mean he's probably like, I mean at this point, he was at least a top ten quarterback to ever play the game, right? By that point, gosh, I don't even know. Oh come on! No, 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 no. I'm not. I'm I'm saying you're giving you're giving too much slack. Oh, you're you're I saying top like, five. I think like. There was a time where he was top two with Montana, and then he went into that yes. because there's this whole thing where he's like, "Oh, Joe Montana blew every team out. He didn't need mm-hmm. a kicker to come in and do mm-hmm. this and do that." And it's like you played with Jerry Rice, you know. That's true. He, I mean, granted, he has Bill Belichick, and he had Randy. He's had great players scattered out. You know, he had Gronk for a little bit. He had not saying Edelman's great, but I mean, he was the best receiver on that team. Yep. He had Brandon Cooks for a year. He had Moss for a year, and then you know, like he just. I mean, he had Jerry Rice almost his whole career. I really hate to. It's that Pippen Jordan effect is what I, I what brings it to mind. I really hate to bounce back to like a whole different sport, but I was I, I just scrolling and I saw this. So Kareem Abdul-Jabbar went on the Tonight Show. With I did Jimmy see Fallon, that. I did see that. And this is hilarious. He said, "I'm still the all-time leading scorer in the NBA, and I only made one three-point shot." I see that. Like, I that think was, about that though. Yeah, like, that's with so... how many three-point shots that Stephen Curry has made, and he's still not. But like, when did this? When did the three-point shot come into effect, and when did Kareem enter the league? But again, I, yeah, I, he's gonna, I, I hate to bounce back to a whole different sport. He's right. gonna have like a less than a that's year to hold on to that. that. That's hilarious to me. And, yeah, and agreed. That's also yeah, mind blowing. I heard yeah. that a less than a year to hold on yeah. to that. LeBron's breaking that bitch mm-hmm. soon. You think so? I know yeah. so. So I think we've addressed everything. You know that we wanted to talk about. Regular season king. Um, <laughs> and then one final thing is that something that came up on my Twitter yesterday, Dan Orlovsky made a list of his top five quarterbacks under 25. This is how his list went. Actually, let me let me give you the names of some of the players. I'm already I'm already prepped and Lamar Jackson, Justin Herbert, 
uh, Joe Burrow, Kyler Murray, Danny Dimes, Mac Jones, Trevor Lawrence, Jalen Hurts, Tua, Justin Fields, Zach Wilson, and Trey Lance. Now, the last three to four, you can kind of like, sorry, Eli, and no, exclude you can, them. You can, yeah, mark them out because, again, the last three have been in the league one year, and Tua's not really, he's had a defensive coach. What was the coach. last three? Fields, Wilson, Lance. Fields, Wilson, Lance. Those are the bottom three. That literally, Trey Lance hasn't even, he played, he started two games. Um, so his list went Joe Burrow, Lamar Jackson, Justin Herbert, Trevor Lawrence, and Mac Jones. Terrible. Horrible. What he's basing Terrible. this, what he's basing this list off of was what it looks like to me is just success. Okay, but you can't. Joe Burrow made a Super Bowl. Lamar Jackson has an MVP. Herbert, Herbert. Hasn't made the playoffs. And, I mean, not even that because if you're going to do it off success, then Mac Jones needs to be above Trevor Lawrence. And Justin Herbert for that Yeah, and, and um, Justin Herbert for that matter. And Jalen Hurts could be on this list. Um, and Tyler Murray yeah, could be on hold this on. list. I'm, hold on. Just because I'm an Eagles fan, like, I'm going to I'm gonna say Jalen Hurts has to be. <laughs> Jalen Hurts has to be on this list if you're talking that. And I'm saying, like, I'm talking – and I'm saying he's I, I high on this list. I'm saying – he has to be he has to be bottom tier. If, if if you're comparing him to those QBs, he had he had one four year starting and led this this what like four and twelve and one or four eleven and one team the previous season to a playoff berth. So and I ha- I have this list and I'm gonna pass it to you guys whenever I get to my my list my my I based my list off of who I would take right now. I almost did that shit again. Tap the fucking space bar. I'm gonna move. <laughs> uh, if I had to take. Anybody right now from these quarterbacks under 25 to start a franchise with Justin Herbert, number one. Yeah, absolutely. Joe absolutely. Burrow yep. and absolutely. Lamar Jackson, two and three. Yep. I'm kind of flipped on them. You know, I, it just depends on I could wake up. I'll probably take Burrow. I would. Just for consistency. But I could see mean, that. I could see but that. But Lamar's so running ability. Either, and... either way, they're two and three, in yeah. my, I think. Yeah. Um, I have Hurts, and then yeah. I have Kyler Murray. Ooh, you're you're putting hurts over Murray. And the only reason, and this isn't like the Rams fans coming out of me, I, he struggled in the playoffs. He struggles without DeAndre Hopkins. He is just in the news too much for my personal. Now I'll play devil's advocate here. Even though I'm an Eagles fan, say that Hurts did struggle in the playoffs really bad against Tampa Bay. But did did he, did he have the team that Kyler Murray has? That's true. Do you think? Yeah, do we think? Who do we think is? Be- well, DeAndre Hopkins missed that game. Or yeah, did he? I think he missed it, or he didn't play a lot. He, either way, he was he was one hundred percent healthy. Either way, who? What team do you think would, was better, the Eagles or the the Cardinals? Just Last overall season? roster. I mean, wide receiver core. They have that one guy like Devonte Smith or Devonta Smith, and then the number one. Whenever DeAndre Hopkins went out, was what Christian, Christian Kirk, Kirk, Andy so, Isabella, Andy Isabella. I think overall depth. I think wide receiver core goes to the Cardinals. Yeah. Quarterback play. Last year, Kyler kind of balled out with D-Hop, you know, and then yeah. whenever D-Hop went out is kind of whenever Hurts was just kind of like up. So, you know, quarterback play is kind of up in the air. Running back play, Cardinals. James Conner had a great year. Mm-hmm. Defensive play. Uh, I don't know about that one. I do. The I don't know about that one. We had the best rushing offense in the NFL, and that's and that's the only reason running why I say that. Yeah, James Conner had, like, double-digit touchdowns. Yeah, like 12 touchdowns. Yeah. Well, I know, and but then, I mean, but, like, we, we, had, we had a three running back committee, though. You know what I mean? But overall, but success, if you could pick one I running guess. back from the Cardinals and the Eagles, who are you picking? If they're healthy, I think I'm taking James Conner. <laughs> yeah, me too. If they're healthy, if you say Miles Sanders, I swear <laughs> to God, I'm just saying this. 
the past two seasons that Miles Sanders has not played, he's averaged over five yards a carry. Because he rushes the ball 15 times <laughs> for the whole season. No, I mean, I'm just saying. Either I mean, and he, had, and he had over 900 yards. So. Do you guys want this list so you can make your, you know. I've got one over you've here. You've got one, Eli. Yep. Kyle, do you want this yeah. list? So Eli, hit, hit me. I'll give you the edge just just for the sake of argument. I'll give you the edge over, oh, for the Cardinals. Thank you. <laughs> but I mean, but I will say like we did have the best rushing offense in the league last year. But you know. that's that, I mean that's that's that, that's awesome. Eli, okay. See, my list was pretty well the exact same as yours, except I had Murray at four, and then I left five as a question mark just simply because outside of those really top four stat wise. None of the other quarterbacks really were there for exactly. you. Exactly. You know what I mean? Okay. And these guys are established starters for their teams. You know what I mean? I mean, Justin Herbert is getting top five quarterback in the league. Yeah. Talk. Yeah. Like, if you could take any quarterback to start a franchise with right now. And he has, and he's never in the playoffs either. That's just even crazy. Yeah. <laughs> you start to take quarterback to start a league with right now, Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes. Who else are you taking? Outside of Allen and Mahomes? Yeah. Next up is probably it'd have to be Herbert, Herbert or Bur- Burrow, just to build a team around. Yeah, I mean, you can, obviously Rodgers and Brady are still great, but you, they're almost four. They're exactly. forty years old. So if I think you're that's a win where, now team, right. then maybe. But if you're wanting long term success, if, if Herbert doesn't, he's gonna perform this year. He should, knock on wood. But with this team, if he doesn't make the playoffs, I don't even know. Brandon what to Staley think of that. needs to be fired. I agree. Like if they, I think if they're struggling, they're like three and four mm-hmm. or two and six. He's gone mid season. Yeah, he's gone. And there's if he's no not, way. Then there's there. I swear, dude. Yeah, I'm so. T- we watch Philip Rivers, you know, on these teams, and I don't think I think Herbert is just right now the best talent that franchise has ever seen at quarterback. Yeah, I would 100 percent agree. I mean, you had a young Drew Brees, but that's he didn't turn in, mm-hmm. into much until after he went to the Saints. I think right now. Herbert is the talent, most talented quarterback in that franchise, yeah. unless I'm leaving somebody off. I don't know a lot of about whole lot about the Chargers pre because they've sucked ass. Philip Rivers, they yeah. have sucked ass, <laughs> so they haven't had that good quarterback. Yeah. Staley's okay. I'm telling right now, and I'm Brandon Staley is overrated. I agree. He, he is so overrated. He you know what? Play I too many and I play think calls. on top of that, I think the best rookie head coach last year was Nick Sirianni. I would agree with that. I mean, like, and I said that last year. Mm-hmm. I said that last year, like. Right before the Eagles made the playoffs, I said, look, I was like, I understand what, what Brandon Staley did, but to me, my my coach of the year last year was Nick Sirianni. Now, again, I know, I know variable one. You get, listen, you but give that, that's Sirianni half, like that team, yeah. that, that Chargers team, I would almost assume they're, making they're the winning 10 11 games. Exactly. Yeah. And that's why this year I'm so excited because now the Eagles, they have the talent to do that. But they're literally have a super lister, team. They're literally a super team without a, a good, like, not a good quarterback, but like if we had, a if we stud had quarterback, if if we if, for example, if we had like a Russell Wilson type player, or I like, wouldn't even say that. I would say Derek Carr. Mm-hmm. You have Derek yeah. Carr and above. I think we're this is a, an easily top five offense, twelve win team, thirteen yeah. win. Team. I mean, I think I think that they could be that without with her hurts. Um, I have because that list, division sucks ass. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> that a hey, Cowboys still suck forever. I bums. Um, so I've got Herbert Burrow, Jackson yeah. Murray, and then. I'm picking Hurts at five. Like I don't know. I just I'm taking Hurts over Lance. Clearly, Wilson. Sorry, Eli. Anything. I'm taking Hurts over Fields right now. Um, now I do I'm think Fields has a better. I think I think Fields has a better arm. 
Yeah. Like strength wise. That's true. I but 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 then again, I think that. Field just, like, Field Field just hasn't Fields, had a true yeah you know what I mean? Fields like a legit year and yep. Eli exactly. I, this is exactly why I, you know I you should be I know you're fucking ecstatic oh I know Fields. yeah he's Fields like, gets way too much hate man how tall this, how so tall is deserved. Justin Fields he is six two I believe okay, six one I, six two I say that didn't that I wasn't Actually, really I might that, be wrong on that I'll I wasn't really up. that worried about it but I didn't want to get it wrong he's because he can run he throws the fuck out of that ball dude he throws that ball like fifty yards mm-hmm. sixty mm-hmm. yards easy and then he's I think he's still working on the accuracy. Am I wrong, Eli? He's six three, by the way. Wait, hers is like six one. He's six three. Tells you anything. He's six three. Okay. The thing is, is that people look at all the interceptions. Seven to ten was his touchdown interception. His system sucked. Exactly. Did people not realize that? Sucked. That team sucked. That team yeah. sucked. Yeah. Matt Nagy sucked. No play calling. No deep routes called. Justin Fields was number two in deep ball percent accuracy in the league, behind Aaron Rodgers, I believe. Nobody talks about it. At Eli, all, Eli. Let's let, let. I'm gonna let you have the floor. You've got some hate. The the to dish <laughs> out. I know you do. Oh, I do. You come come around here to this the good mic. Come around here aye, to the good aye. mic. All right. We'll, we'll, we'll end. We'll end on this. We'll end on this. Hell yeah. All right. Okay. So here is the thing about. Justin Fields. He is better than Trey Lance. He is better than Trevor Lawrence, in my opinion. He is better than um, Mac Jones. Mac Jones, I think, will end up being the worst quarterback out of this class, aside from... Which is crazy to think about because Mac Jones is a a fairly solid quarterback. Yeah, but what's his ceiling? That's I think point. he's I think he's a little bit high I think he's a little bit off from the ceiling, but either way, I, again, he's a sol- he's a he, solid he is, QB. But I think that's all he'll ever be. And that's the thing. How how QB friendly is that Patriots system? What did they do? You know, extravagant for Mac Jones this season. They put him in the best position to not suck. <laughs> Literally, <laughs> Literally did. Well, they, 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 they filled the Cam Newton void. Literally, that that game at Buffalo where they ran it, mm-hmm. he threw it three times. It, how how. How can you have that game and then say you're confident in your quarterback, in your rookie quarterback? It makes no. You're not throwing sense. a snow game. Yeah, under true. bad weather conditions. True. You know. Yeah. I just listen. I'll just say this: hate. if Jalen Hurts was put in, was put in a different draft class, QB draft class, like for example, if he was put in the Trevor Lawrence one, like because honestly, like he started like this. This was his rookie, quote unquote, rookie mm-hmm. year because he started four games, right? I'm just saying, our quarterbacks are pretty similar. Hurts, Hurts, and Fields, right? Like, I think if he's the in the Trevor ability. Lance draft class, he falls to the third round. You think so? I think so. You think I don't, so? I don't, I, well, he's not in the first round. He may stay in the second, but I think in this draft class, he's taken. What the Panthers take him? Yeah, I can see that. Listen, all I'm saying is, is future's bright in Philly. Whether and you know, this will be a big year for you guys. Yeah. Eli, I'm I wanted you it. to dish out this Lewis Redicate. Oh, I, all day. I got you. The thi- okay, and Lewis I'm here to back Riddick. you up on it. Yeah. Lewis Riddick, man. All over Matt Nagy's nutsack the entire time he was in Chicago. He's like, oh, this Chicago team, they, long-term success, man. They've got it figured out. The moment he gets fired, we're a bottom team in the league. The literal, literal, literal worst team in the league. That is, that is, There's no basis behind that take whatsoever. There was no thought process gone into that take. Ooh. Now, no, 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 
now let's just let, let's just, let's just also address the elephant in the room here though, and let's just be realistic. Mm-hmm. You guys aren't winning that division, right? No. Okay. The Packers will. You guys are building really for the next season. Yeah, I think Bowles has done a really good job of doing yeah. that. And people do not give Ryan Poles enough credit, and I'm tired of seeing the Ryan Poles slander just because you guys do not have a first-round pick and trade Clomack and all that. Like, mm-hmm. you're in a rebuild. You can't keep these older guys on no. massive contracts. Like, that's why, again, I hate to bring you the Eagles, but that's why we released Fletcher Cox. Mm-hmm. Like, and we, and we brought him back on a one-year deal because Howard Roseman knew, being the smart GM, that you can't keep older guys who are not producing on bigger contracts. And unfortunately, Clomack wasn't producing, and he yep. got hurt. So... Pulse had took his entire salary. Exactly. So I just I don't understand the slander here, especially you guys are literally building for the future and for Justin Fields. And again, people are slandering the Bears for not getting wide receiver help. Like, in what universe could they have like possibly besides draft a receiver in the second round? What universe could they have gone out and made a star-studded move? Because you didn't have a first-round pick. You didn't, you didn't you didn't have a lot of cap space from all the dead money that you took. Mm-hmm. From the Clomac trade and whatever, like there was no real alternate universe of getting Justin Fields help. Like that's just, that that was just the situation that it was. So I don't understand the slander of, oh well, then you give Justin Fields help. They did, they did both did all he could do, you know. I just I don't know. And Justin Fields, I digress. And Ryan Poles sat down before the draft, and Ryan Poles literally asked the man, "Who do you want me to pick? Which weapon do you want me to go get you?" The man said, "Valus Jones Jr." They watched film together on all of these draft prospects. And he told him who he wanted, and he went and got him. If that doesn't scream, I have faith in my quarterback and the faith in the future of the Chicago, Chicago Bears, I don't know. And that stuff matters. Exactly. That stuff matters for my GM and, and QB connection yeah. right there. That stuff matters. Ryan Poles is literally on the, the practice field every day when I've seen clips because we finally get p- clips from practice now. That wasn't a thing in the Matt Nagy area. No, no media allowed on the field with Matt Nagy. Now we can finally see what's going on and. You you want to know something? And, and I hate bringing up the Eagles again, but it's uh, but but I'm going back to that GM and, and QB connection. You, did you ever notice that whenever Carson Wentz, beside Ashton Jeffrey, besides that, mm-hmm. did you ever notice that whenever the Eagles had Carson Wentz past the post Super Bowl run, the Eagles never gave Carson Wentz a true star studded number one. Yep. Beside Ashton Jeffrey, I, I will say yeah. that. We'll say we'll we'll say past 2018. You look at Hertz's second year fully starting. They already gave him his guy that he wanted all along, who he trained with. Mm-hmm. Like, th- like that stuff, that, like, like the relationship and that stuff matters. And I think that a lot of times, it's it gets overlooked sometimes. Like people, like people in the building talk. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know Literally. what I mean? <laughs> like so, again, but yeah, that, that stuff matters, and the chemistry will matter. Hundred percent, Drew. I'll let you take your spot back since it's <laughs> your ordeal. <clears throat> yeah, I. If you want to build success, it's not going to happen in a year. And we're back. <laughs> I think that's all we've got. I know Eli was – we were sitting here testing these mics, and Eli's like, Lewis Riddick, I hate you, and yada, yada, yada. It was just a whole – it was a whole scene. So, fellas, I want to thank you for joining me today. Thank you, sir. Mm-hmm. Um, hopefully we'll have you on again. Um, but you've been listening to the No Playbook Podcast, and uh, we're going to catch you next time. Peace. <laughs>